hello. Welcome into College Football Live. We got Sanford Steve. We got Joe Galloway alongside myself, Christine Williamson, on this fine Tuesday. And guys, we're starting off Tuesday with something that we saw yesterday on Monday. USA Today and the AFCA released its preseason coaches poll. Here's a look at the top 10 teams, which to no surprise features Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia in the top three spots. In fact, those three programs accounted for almost all of the coaches' first place votes. Alabama with 54 of them. I say almost all because at 18, Texas also got one of those votes. Joey, I'm going to start with you and ask you this because we say there's a lot of parity in college football or lack thereof. How big is the gap between Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and the rest of college football? I don't think the gap is very big. I think that you have teams at the top that are generally at the top. I think if you go uh, back some years or forward some years, you're going to see those same uh, three or four teams that are always at the top to begin a season just because it's the safest pick uh, as these coaches sit down and rank these teams. You're going to see that at the top. Alabama, having not won a national championship last season, losing to Georgia, you know they'll be focused, ready to come back. Ohio State's very talented. But I don't think the gap between those top three and everyone else is very wide. Yeah, Joey, I agree. I just think last year when we were in this position, I thought more teams had an opportunity because of the lack of, of playing time at the quarterback positions when you looked at Alabama and Ohio State. Now, last year we saw what those two guys are capable of. So Georgia did their thing and ended up getting great play out of Bennett and they ended up winning, winning the title. But I thought more so last year that that, those, that was the year to get these teams. And I do think there's a gap. Uh, I don't think it's as big as you said. But those are the three teams I could see in the playoff for sure. Okay, so our friends over at Caesar Sportsbooks are also very high on Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. So much so that they're offering a mm. prop bet featuring the three programs against the rest of the FBS on winning this year's national title. So Caesars gives them minus 380 odds that one of those three teams wins it all compared to plus 290 that literally anybody else in college football wins. So, Steve, I'm going to start with you here. Are you going to take the top three or are you going to take any other team in college football? I'll borrow Joey's money and take the 380 to win 100, and I'll take those top three teams. I know he's got that cash. But, yeah, we talked about there is a gap. I just think the quarterback play and what those teams bring back on the defensive side, Georgia's a different animal. I know people are talking about they lost so much to the draft. I think they got plenty there. Ohio State, wide receiver play with C.J. Stroud. We know what they're capable. And Jimmy Knowles coming over to be the defensive coordinator will get them where they need to be. And Alabama, Will Anderson, probably the best player in college football. I would take those three versus the field. Hey, Stanford, Steve, I don't know that Daily Wager would say that that's a very good bet. What is that, minus uh, 380 on the odds there? Yeah. I don't know that you get invited back by Felica and the boys if you come in and you're putting a lot of money down on that bet. Now, I feel very comfortable <laughs> that one of those three teams is going to win it because uh, I, I feel like Alabama and Ohio State, uh, especially coming from different conferences, uh, will definitely get into the playoffs. So at that point, you got a pretty good shot of one of those teams uh, winning it. Uh, I don't know that I'm betting all of my money on these three, but I feel pretty good <laughs> on, on betting a little bit of money on one of these three teams to win it all.
just a little bit. The All-State playoff predictor actually gives any other team just an 18% chance to win the national title. So you guys are on to something. All right, let's go back to the coaches poll because it comes as a surprise to nobody that the SEC has six total teams ranked, of course, Bama and Georgia. Then you have Texas A&M at seven, Kentucky at 21, Arkansas at 23, and Ole Miss at 24. Joey, I'm going to start with you on this one. Six SEC teams in the preseason top 25. Do you feel like at the end of the season, the SEC will have more or less teams ranked? I think they're going to be about the same. Uh, th those three teams are at the back end, but uh, when they lose, it's going to be to another SEC team, and they'll just replace them. Uh, I think that's about the right number for the SEC, the strongest conference in the country. So six feels right to me, and I think they'll maintain that. Might be some different teams, but they'll get six in the end. Yeah, Joey, you said it. I, I think it's going to be less teams, but I think those bottom three teams in the rankings for the SEC are going to be replaced by teams in the also receiving. When you think about a combination of Tennessee, LSU, uh, you know, LSU with Brian Kelly, I'm biased. I think, I think he brings stability to a program that really needs it. And Auburn's schedule really – if they could be uh, Penn State at the beginning of the year, they got a nice chance to go 6-0 to start the season. Tennessee, a lot of hype. I just don't know if that defense is going to be any better than it was last year, and they really got exposed in some key spots. So I think it's a combination of those three teams, but I think it's less than six. Okay, let's go over to the ACC. I was a little surprised by this because they actually have the second most ranked teams at five in the preseason coaches poll. Number four, Clemson, NC State at 13, Pitt at 16, Miami at 17, and Wake Forest at 19. Steve, I'm going to start with you. Same exact question. Do we feel like we're going to have more ACC teams or less than five at the end of the season? I think in the ACC, there's a gap between these five teams and the rest. So I say the same amount of teams. I like these five teams a lot. They bring a lot to the table. When you talk about the ACC, you got to start with the quarterbacks. Every one of these teams has a really good one. Uh, Clemson, what are they going to do to rebound from last year? Wake Forest goes to the title game. And Pitt's a team. I know they lost Pickett, but they bring back everybody else. I really like Pitt this year to, to stay ranked as a team. And NC State brings back every, as much as anybody in the conference. So those teams are very, very sustainable to me. When you say Pitt brings back everybody, they're, they're missing a key receiver. Uh, also, Pickett missing. I don't know. I feel great about Pitt. I am surprised, though, that the ACC has more ranked teams than the Big Ten. I don't think that'll be the same in the end. And so I will take the ACC will drop one team out. Not sure it's going to be. I think that the ACC, as you look at the conferences across the country, they seem to have more parity. They seem to have more teams uh, that have the ability to get hot and have a great season. I think it was great last year, last season to see what Wake Forest did. And so when we look at the ACC, I'm expecting one of these teams to drop out of the rankings and there'll be one less by the time the end of the season rolls around. Okay, Joey, you mentioned the Big Ten, the Big Ten and the Big 12. Each had four teams ranked in the preseason coaches poll. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, all ranked from the Big Ten. Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Texas all repped the Big 12. So we're going to go here with this one. Uh, and, Joey, I'll start with you. Which conference do you feel like will have more ranked teams at the end of the season? Do you think it will be the Big Ten or the Big 12? 
I'm going with the Big Ten, and I, I'm actually surprised to not see Minnesota as a ranked team with the, the way they finished last season uh, with the amount of wins they got and with the talent they have coming back. I think Minnesota's a team that you look at, and they'll also be ranked. So I'm going with the Big Ten, and Stanford, Steve, you mentioned Penn State in, in, in a huge matchup early in the season. Uh, against the SEC opponent. I think that goes a long way. If they can get that win, their team that you look for, they'll be back. And so I'm going with the Big Ten to have more ranked teams. I agree. I also look at a team that's not ranked in this poll in Iowa. Uh, they won their division last year, played in the Big Ten title game. Now, it wasn't pretty. Uh, when they got there, but they still got there. And that, that what they bring back on defense, they're going to be very solid. If they could get anything from the quarterback position, uh, I agree with you on Minnesota. I love how they ended the season. They got an old uh, offensive coordinator back, so th they will be way more capable on offense. But those are the two teams I could see being ranked uh, as, as I, I like the strength of the Big Ten West this year. The last time that the Big 12 had more ranked teams in the Big 10 was in 2010 when Texas A&M and Missouri were still in the Big 10. And I want to say something. Obviously, mm. we know that the Big 10 has 14 teams and the Big 12 has 10. So that's the other thing <laughs> that, I mean, obviously, it's a smaller conference. So who knows if that plays a factor. All right. Still ahead on College Football Live, high expectations in Hollywood for Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans. We'll discuss what the impact of his transfer-heavy roster will be. Plus, Ohio State's Achilles heel last year was their defense. With a new coordinator at the helm, what kind of improvements can we expect in Columbus? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. came here to win championships. This is USC. You don't come here for any other reason. A beauty from Caleb Williams. Oh, mama! We're not losers. We don't want to lose. We made our decision to come here and turn it back around to what it was. All right, today ESPN's Tom Van Heron released a list of college football's top 50 incoming freshmen and transfers for the 2022 season. Here's a look at the top 10 players on that list, which happens to be all transfers. The Trojans take the top two spots with quarterback Caleb Williams and wide receiver Jordan Addison. Obviously, a lot of people talking about what Lincoln Riley is going to do at USC in his first season. Joel, I'll start with you. What concerns do you have with Lincoln Riley and all of these transfers now at USC? I think it's always difficult for a coach to go to a new, a new program and get the players to believe in their way of doing things. So now when you look at USC with a new coach and a bunch of new players, these guys are all coming in from a different place. When I was there in the spring, I think they had 60 scholarship players at the time. And you could tell uh, they were very light. They didn't have a ton of guys to go both ways. So they had to add a lot of pieces. So now all these pieces 
that were in different programs a year ago have to find a way to come together and become a brotherhood, become a team, and play together. So that's the concern. How well can these guys adapt and adjust to what Lincoln Riley wants to do at USC? Yeah, I agree, Joey. I also look at how the team is constructed as far as, you know, we just saw on that screen, all those positions are the nice, flashy positions like yourself that you used to play. You know, the receivers are stacked. The quarterback is phenomenal. You know, and, and it's all those show positions. But what do they look like up front? Are they going to be able to hold up for a whole season when you got to play teams like Utah, UCLA, Notre Dame that are really good? That's what worries me. And the other thing, we talked about the receivers. Joey, I would ask you, there's one ball, and you got to keep a lot of those guys happy. Do you feel like that could be a possible problem moving forward for the Trojans? Uh, not the way Lincoln Riley does with his offense. I think that you need multiple talented receivers uh, that can make plays for you. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's a lot of skill in those transfers, but a team that is going to the Big Ten soon, it's going to change up front. It's going to change the style of football that you have to play. And so when you talk about offensive line, defensive line, and you will be in a, in a year or two moving to a more physical conference like the Big Ten, they better go get beefier up front and get some depth up front because they're going to need it coming soon in the Big Ten. I think the most interesting thing is that ESPN's college football player power index gives USC an 8% chance to win the Pac-12 this season, which I find very interesting, especially because of all the hype surrounding Lincoln Riley out there. All right, here's a list from Tom Van Heron once again, which not only includes two Trojans in the top two spots, but four quarterbacks in the top 10. Steve, I'm going to start with you on this one. Of those top players, outside of those top players at USC, who is another transfer that you think can make a significant impact this college football season. I'll stay in the Pac-12 and go up to the Palouse. It's Washington State, and they got a quarterback by the name of Cameron Ward who comes from Incarnate Word. This guy was a zero-star recruit, and he goes to Incarnate Word. He's 6'3", 225, built like a, you know, a, just a, a beast at quarterback. Threw for 47 touchdowns and 4,700 yards at Incarnate Word in a division where there are not a lot of good football teams. I really think Washington State has a chance to score a lot of points and be on a lot of people's radar. So I'm really excited to see what Cameron Ward brings to the table. I'm going with the guy that was actually on the list of number 10 is Spencer Rattler. Uh, he's under the radar because no one's talking about him. Uh, but we're talking about a guy that was number one for the chances to win the Heisman going into last season at Oklahoma. Uh, didn't go the way that anyone expected it to go. He gets benched for Caleb Williams. Things don't look great. He transfers to South Carolina. Now, anytime I look at where a quarterback is playing, first thing I look at is offensive line. South Carolina returns four of their starters to the offensive line. They return nine total starters to that offense. Now, during the SEC, it's going to be difficult, but Spencer Rattler is a guy to keep your eye on to see if he can get back some of that magic that everyone was talking about coming into last season at Oklahoma. Can he rebound through all the things he's been through, new team, new situation? Can he turn it back on and become the player everyone expected him to be last season? Yeah, I'm really interested to see what Rattler does, Joey, because 
When you think about what South Carolina was last year, they couldn't throw the ball down the field, and they still won seven games. Spencer Rattler is light years ahead of the talent they had at that position last year. So I expect big things out of South Carolina. You know, there's you know people talk about a tier in the SEC. It's Alabama. It's Georgia. Who's the third best team? You know, a lot of unknown. I love the idea of what that offense will look like with Rattler. So I expect big things from South Carolina this year. And as you mentioned, Joey, Spencer Rattler was like the face of college football going into last season. He was the number one guy, and obviously he didn't live up to those expectations. Going to South Carolina, hopefully he'll be able to gain some confidence a little more, a little bit more. All right, next Monday, we'll kick off your seventh annual fantasy football marathon with more than 24 straight hours of coverage on ESPN and ESPN2 that culminates with our fantasy football draft next Wednesday at 7 Eastern, simulcast again on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and the app. All the fantasy insight you need to get you ready for your season. Up next on College Football Live, hear why Stanford Steve thinks that Ohio State made the single best coordinator hire of the offseason to improve their shaky defense. hires of the offseason was Ohio State hiring Jim Knowles as its defensive coordinator. Knowles spent the past four seasons leading Oklahoma State's defense. Earlier today, he was asked his thoughts on head coach Ryan Day saying he wanted a top 10 defense this season. What goes through my mind is that, you know, I wish you would have said top five, you know, because that's that's what we expect, you know. Um, We talk about having a silver bullet defense you know, to mirror the traditions that have been around here. We're talking about, I tell the guys, that means top five, you know, and that's what we're pressing, that's what we're pressing for. Really nothing goes through my mind other than it's great to be at the Ohio State because the expectations are high and that's what I've always wanted. All right, so last season, Ohio State ranked in the bottom three in the Big Ten in pass yards allowed, third down percentage, and red zone efficiency. The Buckeyes actually not only had the worst red zone efficiency in the conference, but ranked 123rd in the entire FBS. Joey, I'm going to start with you on this one. How confident are you in Ohio State's defense with Jim Knowles at the helm? Uh, Pretty confident because they're a talented defense, and it'll be interesting to see – how different this defense looks. Uh, Jim Knowles was very good in the Big 12, uh, but defense in the Big 10 is a lot different. The schemes, the looks, the things you have to shut down in the Big 12 are different than in the Big 10 because it's more physical, it's more run-oriented for for most of the teams. I know that Coach Jim Knowles, a, a KG veteran, is extremely excited that Ryan Day said top 10 because now he can use that to motivate this defense. That's the way these old coaches work. They look for uh, this kind of stuff that you can put on your your bulletin board in your defensive meeting room. Coach said he's looking for top 10, but we're better than that. We're going to be top five. 
Ryan Day being an offensive coach, you take that to the practice field and you say, we're going to shut down Ryan Day's offense. Obviously, we know how talented they are. So <laughs> he disrespected us by saying top 10. Let's go out there and show him that we can be top five. This plays perfectly into Jim Knowles' hands, and it's great for a defense that didn't play well last year to get that confidence up, get motivated on days like a Tuesday, Wednesday, when you got to go to practice and it's hot. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff you love as a coach. Yeah, I agree, Joey. I think it's the most important coordinator hire in the sport in the offseason that Ryan Day did in, in getting Coach Knowles. And I just look from a toughness standpoint of what he's going to come in and instill in these guys. Think about last year. They got manhandled against Oregon. They got manhandled against Michigan. They got manhandled in the first half against Utah. That is stuff where guys are on tape and Knowles comes in and says, you know, what's going on here? Uh, they got a great chance uh, to show what they have and show their improvement against a team in Notre Dame who's got you know, a bunch of guys coming back on the offensive line to start the season. So we're going to know real quick how, how much tougher and how much more want to this Buckeye defense has. The Buckeye defense was given that silver bullet nickname in 1996. That was before some of these guys were born. I know they were watching film of those uh, of those guys. Speaking of giving them something to look at in bulletin board material, comparing their defenses, and I know they were talking about the fact that they were taking advantage of that nickname. Let's take a look at the Buckeyes' schedule. So the coaches' poll, like I said, has them at number two. What do you think the biggest hurdle is for them this season, Joey? I'm going to go with the first game, which I'm sure a lot of people have their eyes on that game. And I don't know that it'll be their toughest game of the season, but it's the most important game simply because you, what we just talked about with Jim Knowles coming in and a defense that didn't play well last year, this will be their first time out against a top 10 team to prove that they're a better defense than what we saw in the Rose Bowl when they gave up a ton of yards and a ton of points to Utah. So I'm going to go with that first game for their chance to prove that this defense is better. I totally agree. Uh, I, I look at what Notre Dame brings to the table. New quarterback, a great offense coordinator in Tommy Reese, and the, one, uh, the best tight end in college football in Michael Mayer. So, like I said before, Ohio State has a chance to show us what, how much better they got. You know, it, all, all eyes will be on the horseshoe that night, and I, I'm fired up to see it because we know what they're capable offensively. Now can the defense match what the offense have or just keep them around where they don't have to win every game in a shootout? That's all they got to be. They, they can't be worse than they were last year. So I expect a ton of improvement, and I know Jimmy Knowles has more talent in Columbus than he did at Oklahoma State. So I'm really fired up to see what they bring to the table as far as, you know, the team as a whole. And, Steve, you mentioned toughness. Well, in that fourth game, you're going to get a chance to show just how tough you are. And that yeah. Wisconsin game, yep. again, is that kind of game that you know is going to be physical. They're going to have a tough offensive line. They're going to want to run the ball at you. And so when you talk about Jim Knowles coming from the Big 12, where it is a 3-3 with a bunch of defensive backs kind of defense, that won't float against a Wisconsin type of team. If you want to show that you're tough, you're harder than you were last year, Wisconsin is a perfect test in that fourth game, September 24th. ESPN FBI favors Ohio State by double digits in every single one of those games. So, I mean, they have a lot to live up to. Like I said, they're number two in the preseason poll. We'll see what happens. Guys, it was great hanging with you. We will see you guys tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. I'll be there. See you guys later.